I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you want to start a podcast but feel overwhelmed by post-production, I have just the tool for you. Pod Machine is an all-around podcast tool that handles all of the nitty-gritty after you record each episode. It does all of the heavy lifting for you, from audio production, podcast design, and marketing. It is the most convenient podcast tool in the market. And with the help of Pod Machine, you will sound like a pro, minus the back-breaking work. Sign up now and get a free episode trial. And once you're convinced of how good it is, you can start your membership for as low as $49.99 for four episodes per month. But wait, there's more. Use my code GREENERSIDE and you get one free episode credit upon subscribing. Head on to podmachine.com and leave the dirty work to them so that all that you have to do is the fun stuff. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Hi everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Greener Side Podcast, your guide to all things immigration with me, Kring Lakson. At today, babalik na naman tayo sa Netherlands. We are talking to Ricky Araneta today and he is residing in Maastricht, Netherlands. For about seven months now, he moved there last November 2021. So, I count na lang how many months that has been. Uh, he is currently the global customer implementation manager for a logistics company. He transferred to this branch from the Middle East last year. And we will know more about how we could apply for a work visa, a work permit here in Netherlands. So, maraming salamat, Ricky. Welcome to the Greener Side. Good day to everyone. Thank you for inviting me for this interview. I'm so happy to give my insight about how I applied for visa here in the Netherlands. Alam mo, parang Netherlands is one of the dream destinations of our fellow Kababayans because everybody sees that Netherlands is such a liberated country. Indeed, so, it is a liberated country. Yeah. Yeah, so Ricky... You told me that you used to work in the Middle East and you were already doing the same job there as you are there in uh, Maastricht. Why did you decide to move when it seemed like you have a you had a very good position and a very good yung stable na yung life mo doon? Actually, uh, I've been working in Kuwait for the past six years na before I moved to Netherlands for the same profession as a pricing manager. And during that time, I was outside Kuwait actually. Nestranded kami ng pamilya ko. If you remember, it was pandemic. 2020, uh, nag pandemic. It started na. And by December 2020, nag-emergency leave kami sa Pilipinas dahil may sakit yung akin at that time. We planned to come back to Kuwait after that emergency leave. Pero we were required to go to Dubai 
for all expatriates of Kuwait who are working there, pagbabalik ka ng Kuwait, uh, kailangan mag-stay ka mo ng 18 days as a quarantine sa Dubai before you enter the country. Unfortunately, dumating kami ng Dubai, before the 18th day, nag-close down ang Kuwait dahil dumami yung mga cases ng COVID-19. Oh so they never allowed anybody except citizens to come inside Kuwait. So Grabe. I waited for another month. Another month, nag-stay kami ng dalawang buwan sa hotel sa Dubai, waiting every week, uh, expecting na mag-open yung airport nila. It did not happen. So, with two months, hindi na ka pwedeng mag-renew ng visa namin sa Dubai at saka masyado ng mahalang uh, hotel namin. So, we decided na lang na magpunta na lang sa US, mag-retain na lang doon. The reason US, hindi kami sa Pilipinas nag-umuwi, dahil during that time, ma- marami na rin yung cases sa Pilipinas at mahirap mag- magpa-vaccinate. Ang reason namin sa US is, pag nakarating kami ng US, makaka-vaccinate kami kagad. Although hindi naman kami citizen doon, meron kami tourist visa, may kapatid naman yung misis ko doon. So we stayed there for another five months naghihintay. So seven months akong outside the country thinking na baka hindi na ako makabalik. It was that time na although kaya kahit pala nasa ibang masa ako, working from home kasi ako. So continuous pa rin yung income ko. But uh, at that time, nag-isip na rin kami na mag-asawa na I think we should uh, look for other jobs or other opportunities. That is when I applied for a vacancy in the uh, Netherlands. Nakuha naman ako. The company hiring me, tinanong ako kung uwi ka pa ba ng Pilipinas or mag-apply ka from there, so from the US or from Kuwait. Sabi ko, kung pa-uwi nyo pa ako ng Pilipinas at doon ako mag-apply, hindi na ako magtutuloy. Kasi I had a bad experience nung pag nag-chitsits ako ng employer, muwi sa Pilipinas, Uh, and dahil yung dadaan ng stages na minsan, uh, nag-feel ako minsan. So, ayoko na ma-experience ulit yun. I will just stay in Kuwait kung gano'n na lang. Eventually, by August, imagine mo, nagbasya kami ng December, two months sa Dubai. By August, doon pala kami nakabalik ng Kuwait. And okay. pagdating ko ng Kuwait, yun nga, sabi ko sa amo ko, I will resign already kasi nakatagap ako ng job sa branch natin sa Netherlands. From there, doon ako nag-process ng visa. I heard na mahirap kasi mag-process ng visa sa Pilipinas. So, in Kuwait, mas madali. At uh, wala ka nang dadaan ng maraming mga stages like approval for this, so-and-so. Dadaan pa ng iba-ibang agency. Ganun. From there, nagpunta na kami ng Netherlands. Mm, grabe ang hintayan mo ha. So, when you went to Netherlands, you caught there under a highly skilled immigrant visa? That is right, highly skilled migrant visa. Medyo word na ako doon that time kasi I, was, uh, I asked my employer, if I get hired in Netherlands, what would be my visa? Then we will get you a, ang tawag nila dito sa highly skilled migrant visa is knowledge visa. Knowledge visa. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good thing na tinanong mo yan kasi... What I read about highly skilled migrant visa is normally the mga nag-master yan, merong specialization. The job that the highly skilled migrant visa will do is something specialized na karamihan sa mga lokal hindi. Ano. I was worried then kasi nga, I don't have a degree actually. I don't have a bachelor's degree. Sabi ko, paano kaya makakaroon ng makakuha ng visa niyan pag uh, wala naman akong kadegree-degree? Well, sabi ko sa akin, we're not hiring you for your degree, sabi ng company ko. We're hiring you for your experience. 
So, ayun nga, nakakuha ko ng highly skilled migrant visa. Pwede kong isama yung family ko. Actually, yung misis ko lang na isama ko. Yung bunso anak namin kasama namin sa Kuwait. But he was 18 years old already at that time. So, when we came here, overage na siya. Hindi na siya pwedeng gawing dependent. So, ngayon, kaming dalawa lang ng misis ko sa Netherlands. Okay, a knowledge visa ang tawag sa highly skilled migrant visa. And so, when you get this visa, ano ba siya? What kind of rights does it give its holder? Once you get a knowledge visa here, one of those rights is getting a 30% tax rule. What does that mean? If you ask, that is a privilege given to holders of this visa where your taxable income will only be 70%. That 30% of your income will be tax-free for at least five years. Wow. Well, that's a big amount because in Netherlands, napakalaki ng tax nila. It makes a big difference. Oo nga, 30%? Wow, ang saya! And on top of that, marami pang ibang mga benefits mo sa being a skilled migrant. That means, yung, di ko alam sa ibang visa, ha, pero... So, I just keep Yung misis ko, kasama ko dito, she can also freely work here. So, she is allowed to work. And then, in terms of driving license, as a high-skilled migrant, I am able to exchange my foreign driving license sa Dutch license, which you cannot do if you don't have this visa. Malaking bagay din yun kasi... Okay, uh, you don't have to drive here anywhere anymore kasi karaniwan ng mga tao dito nagbibisikleta lang. Pero uh, ang reason namin para makapag-bagay nagtrabaho kami ako dito is makakapamasal ka ng iba-ibang lugar sa Europe. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, actually, yung take-home pay ko sa Kuwait compared to take-home pay ko dito sa Netherlands, mas malaki yung Kuwait. Ah, talaga? Mas malaki yung sa Kuwait? Yeah. Yan lang. Dahil nga sa inis ko doon, dahil hindi ako makabalik ng Kuwait. And then, matagal <laughs> uh, na ako nagtatawa sa Middle East. Sabi ko, isa na lang yung pinapakaral natin ng college. Okay lang. Ay, mabawasan na yun ka. Mabago naman yung environment. Sabi ko, pamasal naman tayo, sabi ko. So, that's the reason na nag-migrate kami dito sa Netherlands. Within five years, I think, as long as employed ako for the next five years dito sa Netherlands, we can apply for permanent residency. Mm. So yung knowledge visa, I understand that you were able to go there through your employer and they applied on your behalf. That is right. And not all companies are allowed to get employees with the knowledge visa. Meron lang mga selected multinational companies na inaalaw ng Netherlands. My company is one of them. Mm. Initially, uh, ang visa ang ibigay sa'yo actually is MBB visa. MBB visa. That's a revision. Yeah. Pero ang MBB visa is a visa they give to you as a temporary uh, long-term visa. Kasi dalawang klase yan. Yung tourist visa, which is Shenzhen, which is three-month visa lang yan. Pagdating dito, ipaprocess na nila yung residency namin. Eventually, bibiya kami ng something more permanent than uh, that MVV set. 90 days visa lang yung MVV actually. Ah, uh, yung MVV is the same length as Shenzhen? 90 days, 3 months? Oh, uh, kailangan yata within that 90 days may process na yung residency namin. Right. As soon as we came here naman, merong uh, agency yung hinahanap ang company namin para maggumuan ng process noon. Actually, hindi na nga ako nag-process. Tinatawagan na lang kami pag we have to go to the municipality to to give our application and things like that. So, Mm-mm. wala na kami. Ibang, nag-intay lang kami almost. 
yeah, this temporary visa is the same as the experience or the visa of all our other interviewees from different parts of Europe where may entry visa lang sila and then they will have to convert that into uh, a long-term residency card. And so for this highly skilled migrant visa, the knowledge visa, what documents would you need to provide to the, your employer to support this application? Well, uh, I'm glad na from Twig kami nag-apply. Napakadali, napakadali. All they requested was a copy of our passports and marriage certificate. Yun Talaan nga lang, apostle siya. Pero that is all they asked. Hindi ka nadadaan ng maraming forms or what. No? Actually, meron silang ibang mga form. Pero yung form, pinilap lang namin yon. Pero yung mga nilakad na papel for applying the EV visa, yun lang ang kailangan. Mm. Oo nga, ang ang dali kasi according din sa website ng ano noon, Netherlands Immigration to get this visa, it, most of the documents are on the employer side. They And are, really yeah. from you, yeah, that's all they need, the passport, evidence of uh, your marriage, if and your the the birth certificate ng anak mo if you're also applying for them as dependent. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so there's not much from you. I think, oo nga, sab- ang sabi mo nga yung mga hoops and processes lang na pinagdadaan natin mga Pinoy sa POEA, which is, uh, that's why mga kababayan, if may kakilala kayo na willing magpa-interview about the POEA process, let me know. Oo, kasi we want to make it so much easier for fellow Filipinos, uh, Ricky. So, ang kinailangan mo lang is yung passport mo, marriage certificate, tsaka alin pa? Yun lang pala, actually. Yung birth certificate, hindi na kinailangan. Hindi na kinailangan. Okay, and how long did it take before they were able to actually process and give you the visa? Mabilis lang sa Netherlands Embassy. Meron sila natatang na IND. IND is uh, parang immigration nila dito sa Netherlands. So, ang employer mag-apply nun. Normally, it takes two weeks, two to three weeks lang. Ang ano. Alam mo saan ako nagtagal? Saan? Yung apostil ng aking certificate. Kasi kailangan mo siyang ipadala ba sa Pilipinas? Yun ang naging problema. Kung meron na ako nakaredy na apostil, padala ko lang tapos within 2 to 3 weeks tapos na yung visa. Ang nangyari kasi, bigla lang yung pag-apply ko sa Netherlands so wala akong ready uh, document na ganun. Meron kaming marriage certificate na red ribbon. Remember na red ribbon yung authentication na ginagawa sa DFA? Dinala ko sa embassy sa Kuwait yon. Apparently, hindi pala nag-apostil sa mga embassy sa foreign affairs lang natin sa Pilipinas. So what I had to do is send my original marriage certificate o kumuna lang sa NSO. Tapos magpadala ko ng SBA para i-apply yung apostil ng marriage certificate namin. Ang problema nga lang dahil nga pandemic, appointment system din sa DFA. Kung nag-appointment ka, it will take like two months before ka magkaroon ng appointment sa DFA. Yun ang naging problema doon nagtagal. But once I got it, tuloy-tuloy na, two to three weeks, in three weeks uh, time or four weeks time, less than that, uh, nakuha na namin yung MBVSA. Ang bilis nga. So, if you have everything on hand, two to three yeah, weeks, a month. Na. Ang yeah. process kasi, yung employer, through the agency, agency nila din sa Netherlands, they will apply for us the MBVSA. And then once it was approved, pinadala sa amin yung copy ng letter ng IND na 
ina-approve yung MBVisa namin. Then, dinala namin ang passport namin sa Netherlands Embassy sa Kuwait para ilagay yung sticker ng MBVisa namin. Pinakita lang yung sulat. Yung sulat yun is, means that they can put the sticker visa na to sa passport namin. So, yun mm-hmm. na yun. Tapos, we can just book a flight to Netherlands. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that, mga kababayan, if your employer hires you and if they have an agency doing the documents on their behalf, there is a likelihood that this agency or a separate agency is also helping you process your papers in the Philippines. So it's worthwhile to ask your future employer kung tutulungan ba nila kayo sa mga DFA at POEA kasi minsan meron yan. Meron silang ano, sarili nilang agency rin sa Pinas. That's right. Yeah. Ricky, so yung knowledge visa is usually for, again, highly skilled people na may specialization, example, doctor, engineers, uh, architects, mm-hmm. or people like you who have a breadth of experience that na may knowledge ka dun sa ginagawa mo. What are the in-demand fields in the Netherlands that are lacking in people and are really looking for more global talent? Sa mga nakakilala ko dito, mostly sa engineering, engineering, lalo mga electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, chemical engineers. May mga maraming multinational corporations na nakabase dito sa Netherlands na nag-hire ng mga engineers at sa technology din, mga software engineers na mga Doon ang marami. Mm-mm. Okay, mga engineers at tech industry nga. Tech industry, yes. Yeah. Oo. Alam mo, same siya sa ano ha, interview namin sa France. Itong isang ano interviewee is also working for a tech agency at ang sabi niya is at least for friends if you even if you're not an engineer as long as you're working in tech whether it be marketing in tech or whether you're i don't know human resources or social media or whatever yeah oh, oh whether you're ux basta you're in tech may mm-hmm. chance ka so would you say it's the same in netherlands it is yeah marami startup companies na Amsterdam I heard na nakita ko sa mga Maraming oh. blogs, startup companies. At mm-hmm. yung ibang mga expat naman dito, yung mga nag, uh, nag-take up scholarship dito, tapos eventually, dito na rin sila na gano'n. Uh, nagtrabaho, nag-continue magtrabaho, mahar sila, gano'n. Oo, oo nga. Si, yung isa naming, ano, si Cinch Molina, nag-student visa dyan. Ngayon, nag-work na siya dyan. So for Netherlands, oo nga, because... Uh, a lot of uh, Dutch people are really good English speakers. So I heard that that's the hub of a lot of startup companies just because it's easier to do business there in English. That is that is indeed true, yeah. Oh, most, of, most of them, uh, they speak English. So it's That's why it's very attractive uh, for all startup companies to do their business here. I think it's parang, ano, ito parang San Francisco, Silicon Valley sa Europe, yung Amsterdam. Nandito mm-hmm. yung Uber, Netflix, nandito rin yung marami. Mara, yung mga kababayan natin na interesado mag-apply sa Netherlands, doon lang sila mag-anap sa mga tech companies na naka-base dito. Uh, sa LinkedIn, marami dyan makikita. Uh, doon sila madalas mag-hire sa LinkedIn. Sa LinkedIn. And... 
Ano pang ma-advise mo sa ating mga kababayan no, na gustong magtrabaho dyan sa Netherlands? Magtsaka lang silang mag-apply. Hindi madaling mag-apply kasi marami tayong competition. Yung mga credentials natin, especially sa pag nilalagay natin sa CV natin or sa LinkedIn natin, i-customize natin for every position na in-applyan natin. And then make sure na yung CV natin will show that you will add value dun sa position na in-applyan mo. Through that, kung di-discover ka sa mga in-apply mong trabaho, di yung nag-apply ka, just send a template of your CV to everyone and then expecting that somebody will just call you up. Hindi ganun kadali. Ang iba naman, if they have some friends working here, they can help you find some uh, companies who can apply for you. Yeah, that's the best thing also. Maraming paraan para mag-apply. Ang nakikita ko lang talaga sa companies, kasi I had an experience with another friend who was an engineer for a oil and gas company. So I told them, if I have a friend, uh, an engineer friend who's well experienced, he has a vast experience dun sa field niya, can you help him uh, get a job in, uh, in your company? Walang sagot niya sa akin, nasa Pilipinas ba siya o nasa ibang bansa? If nasa Pilipinas siya, I'm sorry, sabi niya, it will be difficult for them to, for a company to hire them. Pero kung nasa ano siya, let's say Middle East, or sa Singapore, or wherever country, mas madaling i-hire. Yun lang, uh, parang mas madali talaga mag-hire ng Filipino talent outside Philippines. Kasi, yun nga, mas mahirap ang application sa Pilipinas, ang dami mga sindadaanan pa. Oo nga, yan ang paulit-ulit na sinasabi sa atin ng ating mga <laughs> interviewees. Mas madali dapat sa Pilipinas yun, di ba? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Actually, yeah. may ako sa uh, social media, sa Facebook, sa Poland, ang dami nilang requirement for factory workers. Ang nakalagay na requirement, the Filipinos should be outside the Philippines. <laughs> requirement nila. Ganun. So, yung nagtatabaw ng Taiwan or Malaysia, apply kayo pag nasa, wala kayo sa Pilipinas, pero nasa Pilipinas kayo, forget about it. That's what they're saying. Yeah, oh, law? Grabe naman. Okay. Oo. Sana marinig ng gobyerno yung ano natin. Mapadali. Uh, <laughs> Mapadali yung ano, application. Yeah. Mm, diba? Sana. Sana nga. Pero yun na nga, like you said, talagang magtsaga lang. And like you said also, talagang i-customize ang ating mga CV at ang ating mga cover letter para sa bawat kumpanya. Oo. Napapasin mo dito sa mga companies, sa mga agencies dito, mahalaga sa kanila yung cover letter. Ang cover letter, tawag nila dito sa cover letter, motivation letter. Hmm, oo. Doon nila binabasa, binabasa yan kung masishortlist ka for interview kasi doon nila makikita how you communicate, yung talent mo, kung ano sinasabi sa CV mo, nagmamatch ba dun sa cover letter mo, sa motivation letter mo. So, mahalaga din yan. Although, marami din mga requirement dito pag nag-apply na sabi nila Dutch speaking ka. Mm. Pero, uh, what I can say is, mahirap mag-alaw trabaho kung hindi ka Dutch speaking, pero marami din jobs na English speaking din na requirement. Like, customer service, meron din sila. Nga lang, yung mga jobs na entry level, they will only hire somebody outside, outside Netherlands, outside Europe, if it's the position is something specialized. Pero yung mga entry level jobs, mas malaki kasi gagasin ng company kapag mag-hire pa sila sa labas kung entry level. So, they prefer somebody who's already here. Regardless of whether they're that's national or European national, as long as you're here, you can do the job, they, they will hire you. Marami kami mga hinahire din na Pilipinas from here, but not outside. Yun nga lang kasi nga, yung hire nilang 
talent outside the country is somebody highly specialized talaga na hindi nila ma- makita dito sa bansang ito or within Europe. Oo, it's justified naman because of course, yeah, there's the cost and also at the same time, Netherlands will prioritize its citizens, of course. And yun na nga, ang tips rin natin para sa mga job applications is tignan nyo yung requirements ng job, tapos yung mga values nila in mission and vision, tapos ilagay nyo yun sa cover letter nyo. <laughs> yeah, yun na match yan. Makita nila oh. sa oh, no. Dapat match. Isang template para sa lahat ng trabaho. <laughs> Oo. Oo. Oh, pero madali, pero it's not a very effective uh, way. Actually, hindi lang naman ako... Hindi rin madaling mag-apply. Ako, matagal na rin ako nasa Middle East, di ba? I've applied for several jobs din sa iba ibang bansa. May ibang na-hire ako, tinurn down ko kasi ayoko yung offer. Pero sa sandang application na pinadala ko, siguro yung mga sasawad doon eh, ano lang, lima lang. So imagine that, 5% lang yung mga mag-respond. At pag nag-respond naman, hindi naman sure na ma- 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 makukuha ka. So try and try lang ako hanggang sa one time, yun nga hindi lang magkaroon ng interest sa talent ko, so doon ako na, na-hire. Yeah. If you actually customize your CVs and cover letters and send them out to a hundred companies, chances are, sa gaya ng sabi ni Ricky, lima doon, 5% mag-respond sa'yo. At yeah. may isa dyan na mapipili ka. So, talagang tsaga lang at talagang trabahuin lang ang application. Wala nang na mag-apply, di ba? Oh, wala namang bayad mag-apply. So, just do your best. Ayon. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ricky, para sa interview portion with regard to the visas. We will be back after this short break to talk about the culture. Hi there! I'm Coach Laika Maravilla. Whether you're looking for a new opportunity, a new position, or a promotion, I'm here to help you land your dream job. Let me walk you through what you need to do before, during, and after your next job interview in the Get Hired podcast. Listen, learn, and get hired now. Hi everyone! Welcome to the Greener Side podcast with me, Kring Laxon, and our guest, Ricky Araneta, and we talk about Netherlands and its culture. So, Ricky... You just moved to Netherlands. You were there since November last year. Fresh na fresh ka pa. Yes. So, anong mga kapansin-pansin tungkol sa kanilang mga tao or kultura na talagang it, it made an impression on you? Well, actually, nung dumating ako, lockdown, nilalaksis ang resort, dun ako nag-stay for one month. And then, about ang problema, wala pa pumapasok na opisina nun. It took us like two or three months before... Pumasok kami sa opisina and right now, still 50% pa lang ng working time namin sa opisina. In terms sa uh, sa culture, yung napakabait na mga kasama ko sa trabaho. Ayan lang sa trabaho namin, although maraming mga Dutch, marami din, kasi multinational company kami nagtatrabaho, marami din mga foreigners doon. It's a mix. Like we have Europeans coming from Romania, Hungary. We have from uh, Morocco. We have some from the UK also, na nagtrabaho din dito. Siguro mga 60% are Dutch, but 40% are still international. They are very welcoming and warm sila. Although, general observation na very, uh, hindi naman sila snub, they're very uh, prompt 
And, yeah. and they were very frank. Mm-hmm. What I mean, it was very straightforward. Didi ibig sabihin na masama ugali nila, pero nasabi nila sa harapan ng mukha mo na kung ano yung nararamdaman nila, ganun sila. Hindi sila friendly, hindi sila madaling tumanggap ng friends like uh, somebody invite them to their house. So they, they prefer to really have friends of their own like fellow Dutch siguro ganun. Mm-mm. I think a lot of cultures, no, they like compartmentalizing their life. Kung, oh, that's very true, yeah. Oh. Oo, kung, kung katrabaho kita, trabaho er, category ka lang. Oh, oh, <laughs> hindi ka, lang, hindi ka pwede sa friends category ko. <laughs> so yeah, that's your experience. That's right, yeah. Mayroon uh, may, may lang kami dito sa Maastricht kasi we don't know anyone. May mga kasamaan akong Pilipino sa trabaho, but they were married to a Dutch citizen. Mm. So, iba yun. Normal. Hindi katulad sa main cities like Amsterdam, Rotterdam, The Hague. Doon, maraming Pilipino talaga. Ito kasi south na to, nasa border na kami ng Belgium at saka Germany. Walang masyadong Filipino expats dito. Ma- oh. May mga nakikita ko kung ano yun, yun nga yung mga nagkapag-asawa ng locals dito. Napakadalang lang. Pag nakakita nga ako, talagang kabayan. <laughs> pagkilala ko gano'n tatawag parang excited ako kasi namimiss ko yung mga kababayan natin oo Maastricht you know before you told me I have never heard of this city oh, really? town <laughs> pero I love the place the place is like yung opisina namin hindi katulad pag nagtatabaw ako sa Pilipinas o sa ibang bansa na dadaka na maraming traffic sa Bidelis yan nung nagtatabaw ako Saudi at saka Kuwait nagtatabaw ako We, they provide us with cars, pero isang oras ka na na-stuck sa traffic. Tapos pagod ka na pagdating mo sa opisina kasi isang oras ka nga sa traffic. Dito naman, hindi ko na kailangan magkotse, magbibisikleta lang ako. Ang ganda pa mm-hmm. ng view mo. Ang kita mo, palat, verde, gano'n. Sarapan ng opisina namin, merong, merong pan, tuwing lunch break, pwede kami naglalakad yung mga kasama sa opisina. Ewan ko. Ugali na yun. Maglakad lang para makita lang yung eh, ilang taon na sila nagtatrabaho doon. Ganun parang ginagawa nila. Siguro, it's part of their culture <laughs> din na yun, yung break time nila sa lunch. Relax-relax lang, lakad-lakad lang, magkwentuhan. Dito, meron sila natin ng work-life balance. Kapag tapos na yung oras ng trabaho mo, wala ka nang hintindi yung trabaho. Huwag mo nang isipin yun. Ganun talaga. Mm-hmm. Hindi yung katulad sa atin na overtime ako, mag-extend ako ng oras. Ganun. Dito, pag nag-extend ka ng oras, they're not thinking of us hard work, they're thinking of us inefficient. Kasi nga, di mo tinatapos sa trabaho mo sa oras na inalat sa'yo. At yung working hours, I don't know if it's as per law, yung Monday namin, 8 hours, uh, the rest of the weekdays is 7.5 hours lang. Mm-hmm. Of less than 40 hours lang kami every, every week sa trabaho. And 50% mm-hmm. of that's working from home pa. Grabe, ang saya. <laughs> Meron pa nga dito, pag hinar ka daw, for the information of everybody, ang unang tataw nila, how much time do you like to work? Kung gusto mo part-time lang, pwede, 30 hours, gano'n. Uh, may mga empleyado kami sa kumpanya namin na they're working only on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and the rest of the week, nasa bahay lang sila. They are paid based on the amount of time that they work, but they can work as much uh, kung ano yung napag-agree na kung ano gusto nila. I want to work part-time lang. Gusto ko high bars lang per day. Pwede yun. Ang saya. Yeah, you get paid by the hour instead of uh, like uh, a fixed salary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
you don't have to extend walang, uh, or overtime kasi nga mahalaga sa kanila yung family time. Grabe, ang saya naman, ang ang ganda ng work-life balance nga dyan. Oh, Parang oh. you really don't bring work home and working overtime is highly discouraged and looked down upon oh, even. That's true, yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And how different is this from, kasi we know that it's different in the Philippines. It's com- completely different. We like working overtime, pabibo, pabibo. Uh, if the boss is <laughs> yes, not... Because we want to earn more money, no? Yeah, we want to earn more money. Yes, that's true. And uh, if the the boss is still around in the office, chances are you'll also still be around. But oh, yeah, that's right. How different is it there versus in the Middle East, in Kuwait, in Saudi? How different was your, your work-life balance and your working environment there? Uh, sabi din is, uh, parang Pilipinas din, you know, gusto nila, mag-work ka ng mas matagal. Pag nasa bahay ka na, tinatawagan ka pa, mag-iingi ng trabaho, or sasabihin ng amo mo sa Middle East, alas 9 ng gabi, bukas meron ako presentation, pakigawa mo yung slide ko, mga ganon. Kaluka. Dito, hindi, ka, uh, hindi sila, ano. Meron pa kasi silang ano dito eh, binabayaran ka para mag-bakasyon, ano ba yan? Meron silang, yung tinatawag nilang, ano, 8%, 8% ng annual salary binibigay nila every May para magbakasyon ka. Oh, 8% ng well, annual salary? Meron tayong 13-month pay, no? Sila, yung nasa batas nila to, yung 8% ng annual salary mo binibigay nila at the end of May dahil summer nga, karamihan sa kanila nakabakasyon sila. Use that money for wherever you want to go but at your own leisure time. I mean, magpapal sila ng leave magla-travel sila, whatever, gano'n. Wow, ang saya. Pero oo nga. Alam mo, it's good that you mentioned na walang 13th month kasi I think some of our Filipino uh, listeners have an assumption na maraming bansa ang may 13th month. I think this is maybe unique to the Philippines. <laughs> Meron namang uh, parang counterpart yan. Sa atin kasi pag uh, 13th month, pay, sure na yan. Sure ball na. Uh-huh. Sa Netherlands, meron kayong bonus na kukuha. Bukod pa dun sa 8% na vacation pay mo. Yung bonus na yun, based sa performance mo. In my case, we get even more than one month of my of your salary para sa bonus mo. Depends sa performance yun. Actually, 65% no, collaborative pa yon ng performance. Yung 35% lang yung trabahuin mo. Kung kumita ang kumpanya ng profit nila, 65% ng bonus mo, sure na yon Tapos yung 35%, yun na lang trabahuin mo sa agreed individual goals mo. Meron sila, yun yan. Yun yan siguro ang pwede nating i-compare sa 13-month pay. Meron bakasyon pa natin. Sa atin, 15 days lang ang vacation leave natin, tapos 15 days si Clip. No? Dito, 30 days ang ano. 30 days? With pay. Grabe. With pay. Same with the days. 30 calendar days. Dito talagang halos 30 days din yung ano, calendar days yung bakasyon namin. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Ang saya naman. Bukod doon, meron pang... Dahil nga meron mga parang union dito, works council ang tawag, sila yung nag-aris ng mga benefits na ganito. Pag nagtrabaho ko sa, sa bahay, babayaran kanila ng... Uh, 2 euros per day na nag-work ka sa bahay. <laughs> Oo, Tapos, para sa electricity mo, ganun. 
Oh, binigyan pa kami ng ano, uh, workstation mo dito, binigyan ng budget din para mag-set up ka ng workstation mo, mesa mo, ganun-ganun. Travel naman, nabibigyan sila ng per kilometer uh, certain amount travel allowance mo sa opisina. Meron din program para sa nagbibisikleta. Pwede mong kunin ang bisikleta mo, kumpanya magbabayad, mamantry mo, tax deductible yun, ganun. Oo, ang saya. Ang daming benefits nga of working there. Yung business dami kasi, international. So I deal with different countries in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Hindi siya local company dito. Yun Oo, oo nga. I think, yeah, that that's also a reason behind all of those perks is because they are a, a multinational company. And in terms naman of, let's say, your social security, if you are a knowledge visa holder, do you get I don't know free healthcare or what 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 benefits do you get as a resident? There's a big difference between here and Middle East. Kasi magiko compare ko lang sa Middle East kasi dun ako trabaho. Sa Middle East sagot na nila pati yung health insurance mo, pati yung pagkocho mo, pabahay mo. Dito you get your salary. That's all you get. You are required by law to apply for a health insurance. Babayaran mo yon. Medyo nag-adjust pa kami dahil seven months pa lang kami dito. Sa bagong uh, setup ng health insurance namin, sa middle kasi pag sumakit lang ng kote ulo mo, punta ka na sa hospital eh, hihingi ka ng gamot or <laughs> sa doktor, sa cover na yun, sa health insurance mo. Dito, magbabayad ka ng health insurance, tapos within the year, uh, every year, babayaran ng kumpanya mo yung health insurance, pero sinakaltas yun sa'yo Pag gagamitin mo na yung health insurance, meron pa siyang deductible na kailangan magbabayad ka pa ng worth uh, 365 or 385 euros bago mag-start yung insurance mo. Oo, tapos hindi ka basta-basta direct na magpupunta ng hospital. Mag- mag-assign sila ng general practitioner doctors sa area mo. So, ang emergency dito, parang emergency talaga. Hindi pwedeng konti sakit na gusto mo mag-emergency. Dadaka talaga ng uh, GP doctor. Hindi ka pwede numeretso sa specialista like for example, eye doctor. Mm-mm. You there. You have to go to your GP para i-refer ka doon. Same, same dito sa New Zealand. Nanibago din ako doon na kapag ikaw ay may sakit, ano rin, bayad ko din yung health insurance ko. Hindi siya covered ng company. And that's the same for most, for everyone, I guess. And if you are sick, you go to a general practitioner first. Ah, doon mo. Ah, ganun din pala dyan. Oo, oo, ganun din. Tapos, kapag nakita nila na, ay, parang ano to, hindi ko to kaya. <laughs> Tsaka ka lang nila i-refer sa, sa specialist. Hindi tulad sa atin na pwede kang to walk straight up to a specialist, no? Mm-mm. But there, there's a lot of joke about it. Like, meron nga daw na accident dito, bata. Pagdating ng ambulansya, binig siya para set up, umalis na eh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yan na daw is true, but... Uh, in-exaggerate lang siguro. Oo, mahaba-habang proseso talaga bago makarating sa specialist. Yeah, so, Ricky, no, alam kong bago ka pa lang, so, I think maybe you're encountering some, ano, some homesickness. So, can you tell us naman the expectation of anybody who moves abroad? Ko ano yung expect nila if you're just settling in to a new place? Well, kami kasi, uh, totoong na-homesick kami, lalo na yung misis ko, dahil wala siyang trabaho, wala siyang ginagawa. Si misis all our friends na kuli sa Bidilis, yung mga friends niya doon. Pag wala kakilala dito, mahirap talaga. Mabubor ka talaga. Maraming pupuntahan, pero 
mas tayo kasi malaki, lalo na dumating kami dito winter, palaging umuulan, malamig, hindi kami sanay, so you have to bring alam, mga kapalang jacket talaga nga sa suit mo. Sa bahay, maninibago ka rin kasi hindi lahat ng bagay na nagagawa mo dati yung magagawa mo. Like for example, pag uh, sesegregate lang ng mga rubbish namin, mahiling magluto misis ko. So, when you take care of your rubbish, your trash, you have to do recycling. So, sineseparate yan. Pag may gusto kong tapo basura, hindi mo pwede itatapo dyan sa isang malaking bin sa labas. Walang ganon. They collect it in certain schedule like weekly, monthly. Kumara, meron ka mga paper rubbish like yung pinag, pinaggamitan ng pizza box mo, yung mga box mo sa Amazon na in-order mo. Yung mga papel na yon ipunin mo for one month. Darating yung truck para magkokolekta nun. Yung mga plastic, metal, at saka tetrapak, eh, hindi pala kinokolekta yun. Kalapunta ka dun sa recycling center, dun mo shade up. Tapos yung supermarket, dalawang supermarket ang very famous dito. The rest are just smaller chains lang. At limitado yung mga pagkain dito. Marami silang mga pagkain na very limited yung mga choices natin sa pagkain. Kasi kung anong gusto na, ano ba kasi po lang buhay na mga Dutch dito? You never know who is rich, who is poor. Everyone's equal. So, pagtitipo sa supermarket, makikita ka isang dalawang brand lang na toothpaste, gano'n, yung canned goods nila, dalawang choice ka lang, talong choice lang ng type of product that you have. And yung size nga, simple lang. Isang size lang ang toothpaste nila. Walang maliit, walang malaki, walang nakatetrapak, gano'n, gano'n lahat. <laughs> Kung gusto mo ng isang produkto, isang, isang talong brand lang yan, kukuha ka na, wala ka ng ibang magpipilihan. Mm-mm. Food naman, mostly healthy. Wala namang katulad ng ibang bansa, katulad ng Chinese food, Thai food na may pagmamalaki nila yung pagkain. Sa Dutch, kasi bago lang kami, no? yung pagkain nila, sa kanila, masasarap, pero sa amin, hindi pa talaga. Sabi nga, sabi nga nung interviewin natin si Sinch Molina sa Amsterdam is very, ano daw sila, they like cold food, yung efficient yeah. food. We went to a restaurant Border kami ng sandwich, no? So, parang baguette siya. Sinabi sa amin, do you have a microwave? Do you hit that? <laughs> no, sa akin, you, you want it warm? Tapos yung, yung pagtingin sa akin, yung parang... Parang diring-diring sa'yo? Yung kasama ko sa mga, ganda ng sandwich, nilalagay pa sarap yung sandwich. And tayo naman, gusto natin warm na warm yung tinapay natin. Eh. Sa kanila, oh, gano'n. Meron pa kasi lang yung breakfast nila, yung toast. Tapos mm-hmm. talaga na yung mga sprinkles natin na sa cake, yun. Breakfast na nila yun. <laughs> ko, uh, hindi sila katulad ng Italy na meron silang pasta or risotto. Mm-hmm. French, French, France naman, yung baguette nila. Ganun. Dito, wala silang may pagmamalaking pagkain na talaga. <laughs> oh, oo nga daw. Parang wala okay. sila sila, ano, sarili nilang cuisine. Oo, oh, oh, wala sila. Ano, croquette lang, ganun. Croquette, you can find croquette everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yun lang. Ganun lang sila. Yun lang yung mainit, yung croquette. At saka yung ano na, yung order ka ng fast food, hindi sila, hindi same. Ayoko na magbigay, mag-mention ng brands. Yung uh, known brands sa atin ng mga food, fast food, hindi pareho yung lasa. Hindi sila, ano. Ay. So, yun, doon kami nagsapag doon sa pagkain. Meron mga Asian supermarkets, ang mahal naman kasi ini-import nila yung pagkain doon. 
dito madalang lang yung Filipino supermarket pero malayo pa yung travel namin para makabili ng mga pagkain Pilipino. Mahirap din. Oo, mahirap din. At saka oo nga yung sa, sa fast food. Alam nyo guys, i-cherish nyo yung KFC dyan sa Pinas ha. Walang anong. Ayaw pa na. Nabibis namin yung Jollibee. Oo. <laughs> so, you have to go to the nearest one is ano, sa London o kaya sa Milan. Doon lang ang Jollibee na rapat. Sana magka-Jollibee na malapit sa Germany sana. <laughs> oo nga. Dito naman wala sa Australia pa yata. Tapos wala pang gravy. Yung mga fried chicken uh, dito. Wala, siguro dyan din. Wala, walang dito, gravy. Wala, wala, wala. Oo. Ayun. Sad. Oh, pero at least, you know, it's good to know na these are the adjustments that we have to make when we're moving overseas. It's really different in the Philippines. We have a lot of choice. We have our families and friends to interact with. It may seem greener. It may seem nicer abroad but there are challenges that you will face because you're yeah. moving Another by one yourself. Would be Sunday, everything is closed in the morning. So, yes. Tsaka nagsasara sila ng 6 o'clock. Yung kasabibili ng pagkain yan, sarado na lahat 6 o'clock everyday. Hindi katulad sa Saturday hanggang 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock bukos pa yung SM, di ba? Dito walang ganon. Sarado na lahat. Kasi Nagdi-dinner sila mga 5.30. Tapos matutulog na sila. Wala na lang TV. Ganun na lang sila. Sa atin, mm-hmm. ah, bukas na lang mga bars or pubs nila. Pero sa, sa, kasi tayo, naglalabas-labas pa tayo ng mga ganong oras, di ba? You know, mm-hmm. uh, nag-arap ka ng uh, maraming mapupuntaan pag gabi wala na masyada. Sarado na mga karamihan. Mga, mga bars na lang ang bukas. Oo, oo. Pareho dito rin kasi, just ko, New Zealand is such a, a, a pastoral, <laughs> yeah, pastoral lahat, small place. Oh. Oo, lahat din sarado 5pm and kanina lang. Pero yeah, meron mga, uh, ano sila, may mga events sila na talagang lahat ng member ng family nag, uh, nag-observe or nagpa-practice noon. For example, Carnival. It's a big thing here in Maastricht. Everybody wears costume, pati yung bata, yung baby nila, ikukostume nila, pati mga lola. Ayun sa atin, mga matatad na pag uh, matanda sa atin, yung medyo limitado na yung uh, mobility nila. Mm-hmm. Hindi na pinalalabas. Dito, independent sila. You would see them like they barely walk, carrying their walker nila. They still go alone outside and they, they ride buses and very independent ang mga matatanda nito. Mm-mm. That's good to hear. Well, thank you so much, Ricky, for sharing with us your experience on the culture. Yeah, and and it's such a pleasure to hear from someone who is newly moved yeah. to another I wish country. I could help, I could help uh, Sarah sa applications. Kasi kaya lang, di talaga ako nanggaling sa Pilipinas. I'm sure mas marami tayong mga kabayan na nanggalit Pilipinas na nakaka, makakashare ng paano mag-apply. Kasi nga, mad- madali sa akin yung pag-apply ng visa dito sa Netherlands kasi hindi ako nanggalit sa Pilipinas. Mm-mm-mm. Guys, if you know anybody who's in Netherlands on a work visa, let me know. At baka pwede natin sila ma-interview on their process when they applied in the Philippines. Pero, Ricky, for anybody who wants to know... You know, who wants to connect with you? Is there any way that they can find you online? Ah, yeah. Lagi ako sa social media, Facebook. They can just search my name, Enrique Araneta. Sa LinkedIn din, same, same name. My profile is in public, so I'm actually longing for some friends here, Filipino friends, dito sa Maastricht. Wala kami makita talaga. 
Oh, ayan. No, available daw si Ricky to talk. Yeah. Enrique Araneta on Facebook and LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Sana makakita kayo maraming kaibigan dito para hindi na kami masyado malungkot. Oo naman. Ay, Kaya guys, apply na kayo sa Maastricht. <laughs> Oo. Alright, thank you everyone for listening. If you like this podcast, do subscribe to us. Rate us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, on TikTok, na hindi namin masyadong ginagamit, pero nandun lang kami. You can send us an email too, or you can buy us a coffee or send us an audiogram. If you have a burning question, just message us. Maraming salamat sa inyong lahat and see you in the next two weeks. I'm Kring Lakson with Ricky Araneta and this is The Greener Side. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.